0: Okay, good afternoon. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to bow up right now. No. Nope.
1: Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I hear you just fine. I, I'm going to tweet out the space. Like I told y'all, you know where I'm at. Okay. (laughs) So we need to tweet it out, get some people in here.
0: Okay, in the meantime.
1: What's up, brother Ru?
2: Daru,
0: can you hear us?
1: Brother Rule. Give give him a minute
2: yeah I got you. Um, I just had to um unlock my phone.
1: okay, it's a lot going on where I'm at, so you're gonna have to run this, and then when things calm down, I'll jump in.
2: Got you no problem everything good
1: everything good everything good i i I'll hit y'all with the reveal later. <laughs> I
2: I know I know um I know
1: you,
2: I know you're giving that um citizen board hell whatever it is
1: <laughs> absolutely all right I'm just going I'm gonna mute myself so y'all could get this started all right all right
2: what time is it? let's give it about two more minutes and just get this thing started. Let's get started. Good morning, everyone. How you doing out there? This is going to be another edition of the conversation. Um, In case anyone isn't familiar with the conversation, we get together this time every day on Saturday, every week on Saturday uh, to discuss uh, the issues of the day. Uh, If anyone's paying attention this week, as with mostly, there there are a number of issues. My opinion, according um, in a conversation with the Queen and I, too many issues just to focus on one. So we decided that this week we wanted to give a Teresa uh, a, a better uh, chance of being able to guess the topic of, of the day. So we're gonna we're gonna do that by freestyling. Uh, there are a number of issues. Um, that we can discuss: uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, Tupac's murderer uh, running his mouth for 20 years and finally being brought in. Uh, the government shut, the pending government shutdown. Uh, another cop killer getting off. The riots in Philadelphia, etc., etc., etc. So with that, we'll open it up to the floor. Anyone has anything on their mind they'd like to discuss?
0: That is very unfair. I couldn't guess the topic because there are a myriad of co- topics.
2: After, well, it gives you the opportunity to guess one. <laughs> have you written any have you written any um Articles on Colin Kaepernick.
0: No,
2: I have not. You know, my take on Colin Kaepernick may not be popular with some people.
0: Well, then, then it may agree with mine.
2: Oh, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Colin Kaepernick uh, supporter out there. I would. I, I call Colin Kaepernick an accidental activist. You know, a guy who started off. Sitting down for the, sitting down for the uh, anthem in the beginning, and having someone else tell him that he should kneel instead, and then go and then going from there. Um, he's he's a guy who wound up playing that entire season, didn't get a job the next year. He said he had a lot of information on on NFL owners. Took them through some legislation and decided to settle. His reward, the outcome of him settling was getting an undisclosed amount of money while they were able to buy his silence. Now, personally, I don't know if too many people who are activists who can have their silence bought if I can buy your salsa, how much of an activist are you really? How much are you out there looking to better anything, better any condition? And how much are you actually out there looking to profit off of that? You also had an opportunity um, when uh, when other NFL players decided to join the movement or partake in the movement, he had an opportunity to sit face-to-face with those owners. He decided not to, but instead to criticize through his mouthpiece, Eric Reed criticize those players who did criticize those players who were working towards, uh, changing condition themselves, criticize those players who were willing to meet face-to-face with NFL owners and make their demands and concerns known. While they did that face to face, he decided to do that through social media. He signed a. He was able to extend his contract with Nike. While increasing um, the income that he received in that deal, uh, he decided to, as I said, criticize those other players by um, call them sellouts. You know, I see players like Malcolm Jenkins being called the sellout. You know, I have a lot of respect for Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins made—he made his concerns known. He put himself out there. Eric Reed said Malcolm Jenkins was a sellout because he was stealing Colin Kaepernick's movement in a. So to an extent, the movement went from being about criminal justice, reforms of criminal justice, to Colin Kaepernick himself. I think it was a wayward movement, and that a lot of people decided to join in. You know, and I'm I'm not there. I'm not the type of person that's there um, to protest in order to get one person a job. And that's what that movement became to me. When he had an opportunity to try out, he decided to pull back, and and came up with a reason why he shouldn't try out. Bogus reason, in my opinion, and to this day, he does it every he does it every year, and we've seen it this past week. He decides that he's going to write a letter to the New York Jets asking for a trial. I don't think Joe Douglas is the one who released that letter to the public. It was Colin Kaepernick who released that letter to the public. And of course, once again, able to activate his loyalists in order to support the Colin Kaepernick movement that much further. I'm just, I'm not a, a big fan of the guy. He's a guy, as I said, who got his head in over his skis. Um, he was influenced by his woman. And to an extent, Eric Reed as well. Um, he he rolled the wave, like I said, to a nice Nike contract. He rolled the wave to an, a, a good book deal and a movie deal that came out, uh, I believe, on Netflix. Personally, I'm tired of hearing about Colin Kaepernick. You know, there, there, are many play, there are many players in different sports that I'm more um, baffled about by not having a job at this time than Colin Kaepernick. I can't believe that Demarcus Boogie Cousins doesn't have a job in the NBA right now. All-star level player, one of the best, one of the, one of the two or three he would be right now today, I believe one of the three or four best players at his position at this moment and he can't get a job in the NBA I'm I was baffled that Carmelo Anthony had to miss as much time as he did towards the end of his career I, I just i just don't get am I'm, I'm done with Colin Kaepernick
1: well you know I had to come outside to have this conversation with you, you right go. beloved
2: i draw him out <laughs>
1: You know, I had to come outside to jump in on this because I couldn't really hear everything that you were saying. So, You feel like he used the kneeling to feel, push himself forward? What are you saying, beloved? I feel like
2: he was genuine in the beginning. I mean, he he was protesting as many people were protesting at that time about the um, abuses in the criminal justice system that we were facing. He protested quietly. Actually, he was sitting on the bench and no one really noticed because at that time, it was a preseason game. He wasn't even the starter. He wasn't the starting quarterback for the nines at that time. He was, someone happened, one person happened to notice. They asked him about it and and he happened, and he mentioned it and it went from there. Really, it went, it went viral once he talked about, uh, Pigs and commies and that such in regards to the police. That's when it went viral. But it wasn't something that he was bringing attention to initially. And like I said, I I feel that initially he had good intentions. But as he gained notoriety, himself and others around him were willing to take advantage of that. Um, I think I would say that my biggest issue with him is I don't believe he did anything in order to uh, further the movement based on the notoriety that he gained. And as I said, eventually he became the movement. The movement became, his movement became about him as opposed to the uh, situation he was bringing attention to initially.
1: But was that his fault or was that the ex president and everybody that came for him about that. I think they made, they put him up in lights, right? So what happened after that was because of the backlash that he received. And I, I hear what you're saying about Boogie not being in the NBA, about Carmelo, but it wasn't because they took a stand on one side or the other. The other thing is, The Colin Kaepernick situation didn't have to happen if we weren't so afraid to stand together, right? Where were the rest of the players in the NFL? I'm sure they were being pulled over and mistreated. Like, so because he ended up winning the Nobel Peace Prize and this, that, and the other, we know the owners got together along with Mr. Trump and blacklisted him. We know that happened. Well, I,
2: I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. Because why would he why would they blacklist him and not blacklist the player who was kneeling right next to him?
1: Because he was Eric, getting all the shot.
2: He wasn't getting all the Eric Davis was the one speaking this out as much as he was. But the move but as Eric Davis said, it was Colin Kaepernick movement because Colin Kaepernick became the shiny object in that aspect. But I I would say it was a it was a hollow shiny objects there were many players malcolm jenkins was out there holding up the black power symbol before every game malcolm jenkins played years after that but jenkins, mr malcolm trump jenkins did not come after him.
1: mr K- trump did not come after any of them he went he after, trump, after colin kaepernick
2: no trump came after all of them trump called them sons of bitches
1: right he but he they were they weren't removed just,
2: He didn't come after just Colin Kaepernick. He came after all of them.
1: But who who did the league remove, beloved? Who did they remove? They didn't suffer the same consequences he suffered.
2: Well, I'm not saying that they removed him. I'm Because he was in a similar situation as Ray Rice was in. Ray Rice never played a game, not because he smacked his woman. Ray Rice never played another game because he was at a position in his career where he wasn't as useful and... He sued the league and won. Colin Kaepernick also sued the league and settled and, and made some money off of it. Suing the league is, is what I'm saying got him out of there. Not the move, because there are too many players that were involved in the movement that were playing and still are playing. Now, well, if I'm he, Ka- he wasn't if in I'm playing, calling, playing if I'm at the time Ka- that
1: he sued the league, beloved. He was not playing. And he it was, was the understand. military person that told him it was more disrespectful to just sit than to kneel. Right.
2: I I understand all that, but what I'm saying is that once he sued the league, him suing the league is probably a, a big. I would say I would bet him suing the league is a bigger reason as to why he didn't play. He's not playing then win it. And I'm using Ray Rice's situation as an example. He sued the Ravens and won his, his money. Yeah, I think those are two, two different them, situations. No, but they both sued the league.
1: I agree. But Ray they, Rice also violated the NFL policy, right? So he didn't violate anything.
2: Yeah, but he was not going to not play because he violated there's a guy who's playing now, who sat out a year for gambling. So, if they want you to play, they're going to bring you back. Calvin mm-hmm. really sat out a year for for gambling. It's not like, and he's on a he's on a different team now. So, but he didn't sue the league. My 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 assertion is that Colin Kaepernick didn't come back because he settled. He won money. He brought up some things and he signed he signed a uh, what do you call that agreement? Not the non-disclosure, but basically a non-disclosure agreement where he promised not to say anything that was involved, not to disclose anything that was in the settlement. Now, this is your activist who wanted to point out racism in the league. He can't point out, he chose the money over Pointing out the racism in the league,
1: I disagree. But I can't really get into this with you, so I'm gonna get with you later. Y'all go ahead and discuss this.
2: i <laughs> will just say too many Colin Kaepernick became the movement for 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 many people, as opposed to what he was supposed to be um, protesting against in the beginning. It just, it just went off course. And and it's and it's become its own thing, and I I I don't think that he invested. I don't think he invested enough into into that original movement. I think a lot of things that he did were superficial, and it it was done more to further the Colin Kaepernick as a martyr cause than to be anything of, of substance. You know. I, I just can't get behind protesting one player not having a job in the league. And as I said, especially when there are other players who were protesting, who were actually out there much more, who spoke a lot more than Colin Kaepernick did. That's nothing. He stayed quiet. He had everyone else talking for him. And because he allowed everyone else to talk for him, there were many people who were able to fill that vacuum, including Donald Trump. If I'm out there defending myself, no one can misconstrue what I said because I can go out there and tell you what I mean. No one can misconstrue your words. But it's easier to do that when you don't have anything to say. When when really, you there are other things that occur and you do nothing more than release a tweet. And then anyone challenges you or, or perceives to challenge you you go out there and you confront them by labeling them as sellouts Malcolm Jenkins is a sellout there's nothing Malcolm Jenkins did in my opinion that shows him to be a sellout Michael Vick is a sellout why it became anything that was perceived to be against Colin Kaepernick, perceived to be against Colin Kaepernick, was considered anti-black. And in my opinion, Colin Kaepernick is not the line of demarcation of what is black and what isn't. Well, no, Ray, not raising a hand. Just say what up, Ray.
3: What's going oh. on, y'all? What's Happy going Saturday. on? Uh, I feel like I haven't spoken to you guys in a while. It's Go ahead. Yeah. So I feel like I haven't spoken with you guys in a while. Um, I've been too busy um, spending my spare time arguing about Nick's pointlessly. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I'm right there with point- you, Ray.
3: <laughs> point Pointlessly. Just because. Um, I don't have much to say, but uh, when it comes to Colin Kaepernick, um, I think initially, with the emotions and everything that was going on at that time, it was easy to kind of slip into supporting that, supporting that uh, the Colin Kaepernick movement. But over time, for me, it began to lose its luster. Uh, it kind of I liken it a little bit to the Black Lives Matter movement, where I I agreed with the sentiment. You know, kind of what was being said was the sentiment uh, by Colin Kaepernick, you know, saying that people aren't treated equally, so on and so forth. I just didn't I didn't like the way that things played out moving forward. You know, like like the same thing with the movement, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement. I, I don't think that it was necessarily effective. Um, I think it was a lot of raw emotion and not necessarily concrete plans and a consistent effort to um to really impact change and then like a lot of that with Colin Kaepernick just became business it was just uh you know if I'm suing my employer they're trying to do everything in their power to get me out I better be on my p's and q's you know about uh how I move and what I'm doing I need to cover myself and how I'm going about doing things so um and then there were other situations like uh Colin Kaepernick blowing off a blowing off a uh kind of like a workout that had numerous teams there and I thought that you know the way that it was being spun was that it was some sort of uh publicity stunt and that he wouldn't have had a legitimate chance but here he is writing this letter releasing it publicly um you know I don't doubt that Colin's a good man I, I don't know him I, I don't doubt that he has great great morals so on and so forth but this thing's a circus man and um he's not playing in the NFL again and I think I think uh, I would love if we could lay this to rest and move forward because, like Rule said, there there are a lot of other guys that are being passed over, you know, who have all world talent um, in in various leagues, not just the NFL. Um, so I guess all I have to say is that uh, that you know I'm tired of the, the Colin Kaepernick saga, you know, um, and I'm just ready to move forward from this. And um, I feel like I feel like a lot of people are. <laughs> it's been overdone, um, and and that's what I have to say about about Colin.
2: Right, I agree with you, man. He made he made a business decision. Once he made that decision to have his silence bought, you you can't expose someone by having your silence bought. Once he made that decision to have his silence paid for, it's a done deal. And after that, he was still given the opportunity. Most players, tryouts occur on Mondays for individual teams. This dude had an opportunity to try out for, for all 30 teams at once on a weekend. And they were all going to send representatives. And one of his reasons he gave for pulling out was because they were going to change things up on him. But it was being done publicly. It was being done on national television for everyone to see. So what were they going to do to influence the workout that the entire country would not have been able to see and say, oh, you know what? That's some bullshit. He decided he didn't want to put, he didn't want to try out. And at that time I was already 95% done at that time. Once he pulled out of that trial, it was just done.
0: Can, can I jump in here? with both feet because <laughs> I know Brutus and, and Slater are ready to speak I'm so 100% I'm saying say that say that say that I'm so through with the Colin this situation I am so through that when I say I'm watching football that my uh, friends and associates out oh, okay I, I, they don't talk to me well I'm sorry The brother had every chance. He missed that tryout. That's when I was through. I was through. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Queen. I was through.
1: You don't have to apologize. I know which box to put you in. I'm good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he's one of those that when I say I'm watching football, I came out. I'm sorry. I love the game of football. I really do, and I missed out on several years during the Colin Kaepernick situation of not watching it, and I'm through. I'm through. It's already I got a, a thing on my neck because I watched it because my tent is the Eagles, but uh, well, that's the way it goes, and I'm watching football, and I don't care what kind of box I'm in.
1: Well, you're going you gonna to stay in that box. You ain't wrong. That's okay.
2: Marcus, special delivery, baby. What's up, Slater? Uh,
4: my favorite people in the world. What's going on now? Here? What's going on,
0: Slater?
4: Um, how you doing? How's everybody today? They're Just waking up. I came in here. You know what I'm saying? What's up, Ray? You know what I'm now, Queen, you're going to yell at me, too. Okay, because I will... That's that's a Tuesday for you. So anyway, I'm
1: not yelling at y'all. When I get up <laughs> out of here, if this is still going on, then I'm coming for y'all.
4: Listen, I I love Colin Kaepernick. Like I love, I like, I love what he, I love what he stood for. I love the whole situation, right? But I think we have to, we have to pull some, pull the onion back a little bit in the sense of like, like Daru said, like. He, he most people don't come at everybody in the league because the league, you know you need the players to play, right? So they're going to squarely go at the guy who either started it or is the main face of certain things. So like, yeah, they're not you know, they they, you know, it, it's not like it's like the Teamsters Union or any of that shit where you can come at everybody and it's it's one of those things. If it's a sports figure and he's the first one, they're, they're pretty much going to go after the main, main, main guy. And I, um I don't wanna say that I'm through with Colin Kaepernick, but I do understand why people would feel the way they feel now, especially with him being gone for so long and then, you know, all that type of stuff. So I I look at it from a perspective of, hey man, you know, you did what you had to do, either business decision, not business decision, whatever, whatever. It's been what, five, six, seven years now since you've been in the league? Like, you're not gonna get this you're not gonna get the same output from him you know physically you know he, you know there's time is time is time is of the essence especially when you play football so i don't i don't think i don't think it's i don't think it's worth it i don't think it's worth for him to just be going out there just to say okay i played and you know give me a chance i want to play still blah, blah blah blah. you already have that stigma on you people are going to put you in that people are going to put you in that box no 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 pun intended to clean but like there's no point in all of that like you know what i'm saying and, and as far as saying like People don't stick up for their, you know, you know, we, you know, we not. Why didn't we stand up? I think we did. There was a, there was a point where people did it, and, and it was a point in time that it happened. And it's, it's, I hate to say it's over with now, but I just, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to want to go back to that because you know what's gonna happen once he puts his pads back on. It's gonna be the same shit when we argue again. It's gonna be the same setup, and I think the, the, this, the, the togetherness isn't, is never gonna be there. You know what I mean? Because we all have our dis- different opinions on things. We all have our different ways we were brought up on how we set things up and how our lives come up, come together. So, like, I just think I think his time is just is just past. If he's gonna if he's gonna be an activist, be an activist, right? But it's hard to be an activist and taking cash and doing commercials and doing and being the the representative of Nike, Apple, all this type of stuff, and then talking about change. It's it's hard to do all of that. Like, you know, you didn't. You didn't have Gandhi in front of commercials. You know what I'm saying. You didn't have. You know, it's it's hard to, it's hard to balance all of that. I'm not saying that I don't want him to do that stuff. Get your money if you gonna get it. You know, but if you want to start talking about activism and doing all that stuff, it's it's hard to be an activist and have money at the same time. And that, I hear I what
1: you're saying, Slater. I agree with you, but they're saying like they're through with him. This, that, and the other. That shit to me is ludicrous. Okay, he's one man, one black man. You understand why are you through? Because he got so much uh, attention? I, I'm, I'm not sure People I'm understanding it. But it's okay. Let me finish, please. Okay? So what I'm saying is everybody has a choice. I made a choice. I, The NFL can't get any of my energy, any of my time, period. That's it those who want to do want to go with the NFL I'm good with that but to say they all through with this brother is ludicrous
4: I mean I mean I mean Quinn then then the question would would then be is Kyler Kaepernick bigger than the league right because then it's just, going back to what Teresa said right am I gonna keep missing out on good plays and good players and positive hold on hold on hold on before you before you before you stab me in the throat am I gonna miss out on players and good teams and good whatever, and possibly my team wouldn't get into the Super Bowl because Colin Kaepernick didn't make the league eight years ago. Like there's a there there comes a point there comes a, again, and I've said this to you guys multiple times, especially Clay. I had a I had an argument with my dad right before he died about four year, but right four years before he died, I had spoke to him three years prior to that, and at some point you gotta end that shit because it's not it's not gonna get you nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Unless we, unless we have a situation where it's detrimental to all situations like that, then you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, we just, we, it's, I think, I think, I think it's just, I think it's just so taxing mentally on people. Certain people, certain, not everybody. Um, but I think, I think, I think people just got tired, of tired of, being a part of something while Colin Kaepernick is either on commercials and doing all these things. Okay, so let's take
1: Colin Kaepernick out of it. You're still supporting the league where Jerry Jones is an owner. The NFL has issues as far as race is concerned. So let's take him out of it and let's talk about the NFL, right? You're going after the brother that, Obviously brought all the heat to the NFL, but y'all still supporting the same races. So make that make sense.
3: Well, actually actually well, we, still, we, it, to, we can look at it from a perspective of we're supporting countless other black men as well too by, by supporting the league. These guys these guys are putting food on the table for their families. You know, I don't like what happened I don't like what happened with with Colin, but there's Mm -hmm. such a thing as because i I work in healthcare. there's such a thing called caregiver burnout and that's when someone who's been tending to a a person um to all their needs um you know being overly exposed to 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 the what this person needs and bending over backwards to, to to be concerned and to actually have a hand in that i mean this issue of race it's it's all of our issues to to tend to, especially as people who are on the um, receiving end of racism as well too. But once once you start, for me personally, I have I have burnout when it comes to him, you know, just like I do with Krishan and Blueface. There's just sometimes that part. sometimes there's just there's just a lot of we're being exposed to stuff that we don't like. We already know how this ends. You made a business decision. They made a business decision. We understand the issues of race, but at the end of the day, I want to move forward. I want to move forward because decisions were already made. There's really, there's really nothing else to be said about the situation. I believe. I do believe that there's a, there's institutional racism, of course, across the board. I just don't think that we're getting anything accomplished through this Colin Kaepernick route. And 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 yes, most of it, I. I admittedly i don't want to hear about it anymore i want to hear about the issues maybe through different lenses and through different voices and different movements but the, the the well has has run dry with Colin Kaepernick when it comes to me and i was infuriated by the situation initially you know how they're taking his career away from him until i realized he has a lot to do with that as well too but i'm not going to stop Supporting Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Patrick Mahomes. These brothers are elite. They're the- Cho Mixon. Yeah, you're right. Well, Mix, Mix, I, I, I Mix did some things I didn't agree with, you know. I hope, <laughs> I hope he's a rehabilitated. Um,
1: Patrick Mahomes, huh?
3: <laughs> hey, that's another issue we could
2: talk about racism with this. I
0: know, I know, you gotta
2: get some brutal. <laughs> Hold on, Br- Brutus, Brutus, Brutus had your hand up, right? I did, but
0: I just wanted to tell yeah. you yeah. that
2: there are
1: Go ahead.
0: 14 black quarterbacks. In don't tell me
1: family. anything. Go ahead, Brutus. I don't want to hear it. Hold on.
5: <laughs> Listen, my whole thing on Kaepernick is that um, as far as the activism thing, as far as full activism, He really was just in it to protest for himself, bring some attention and awareness to things that was going on, Um, but he didn't really take his his real mantle that he got and really become the activist that I thought that he could have done with the movement. Now, the fact that he lost his, his employment was part to do with himself because he opted out of a contract that he had. Um, thought he could probably get more money, had already lost his um, starting position as a quarterback. Um, But these owners did blackball him. And the silence that was bought, now tell me if I'm wrong, Daru, the silence that that he got paid for was for the fact that he had the information to telltale that he, he was being colluded against. 100%. And that's the reason why he had to get paid. And he did have to get paid because his career was basically because nobody else would touch him. Yes, he he himself did it to himself to become a free agent after this movement happened. So the owners made a business decision that, you know what, too polarizing, we're not going to touch it again. And because of that, they got he must have got the inside information that, that's what they were doing against him, and that's the reason why they settled. But he did deserve to get some money because he could have played some more years. Now, him trying to get back in, yes, he should have went through with the workout. I understand if if at the last minute they try to change things, you might feel that they're up to something, but he still should have did it anyway and then held another private workout as well. Um, like the one that he did on tape and just sent into people, but he should have taken advantage of that to just to see if they would have actually uh, relented and given him a job. I don't just think just was... to interject for a second, Brutus. Yes, what, tr- what what they tried to change was
2: the waiver, and well, and that 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 seemed that that seemed suspicious in the beginning, but you had to take into account. That most tryouts, all tryouts, are with individual teams. This trial was with the entire, with all, all what multiple teams. What like, there was Whoever only was two teams, teams that weren't there. Yeah, yeah. So you you're not going to have a typical waiver for a tryout that's not typical. Right. So that's what that's what they try to do, and he used that as a reason to pull out and pull out the last minute. Right. Right. He pulled out. He pulled out an hour before that trial was to take place on that so
5: television, he should have did it he should have did the um, done. the did the, the the workout and he he wound up going to another place and doing a a taped workout and sent that in that wasn't gonna help help him at all um he basically you know yes what he did though should not have lost him his career but at the same token the act some of the actions that he took it helped compile it, but these owners did collude against him, and that's the reason why he got money. He wasn't being given money to not, not protest or not to, um, you know, to be an a- a- a activist if he wanted to be one. It was the fact that he had information that they colluded against him to keep him out of the league. And, you know, he was, at, he was a fringe at that point. But he should be at least somebody's backup uh, maybe a few years ago. Now, to me, it's way too crazy. If you're a quarterback, there's no way after about, it's been about what, six, six, seven, eight years now? There's no way if you haven't played that long that you could come back in and play at this level and have competency after not really playing anywhere organized. He could have went to Canada to show that he could still play. He could have went to the USFL, XFL, any of these places just to show that he could still play. And maybe that would give even us as fans more of a a, a thing to say, like, Hey, the NFL is definitely against this brother because he's showing us that he could still play at a high level. And the fact that he would still be in tune with the game, but he let himself be out of tune because he didn't try to take another opportunity, but he did deserve to get money. They did collude against him. As far as him being an activist, I uh, uh, appreciate the stance that he initially took. Everybody did, or should have. Um, his kneeling should not have gotten him kicked out of the league. But overall, I, I think that it's, it's happened how it's happened. He's not going to get back into the league. And um, I think that, you know, most of us have moved on from what has happened in the movement, but I'm not giving up on the brother. I'm giving up on him as an NFL player, but as a person, as a man, the fact that he had any inclination to do something that many others who thought the same thing just didn't do nothing for. They didn't even attempt. He at least made an attempt at doing something. And, you know, whether he was ready to make that attempt or, he had anything behind his mind. No, it was just something that he instinctually just did based on how he felt. It wasn't the fact that he was trying to be some kind of martyr or what have you. And based on that, um, President Trump came down on him. He came down on others. But like um, I think Slater was saying or Ray, he was the main guy. And the main guy is always the main guy. and He's the one who's going to feel the wrath first and hardest. And um, that's pretty much happened to him. And, you know, I could take it or leave it from there. Very good. What, can, what I'll say is I, that... I still support the brother, though. Can I, I, I mean, can if I, he I, can get a job, I say, God bless him, but I don't think it's going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Can I go mm-hmm. next,
5: Darrell?
2: Yeah, yeah I, I'll let you go next. Actually, I think Teresa has something to say first, then I, I'll let you go. But what I will say is, uh, the thing I do agree with is he did not utilize that position that he was given the way he could have. I don't, because I honestly, I don't believe that he was able to, as I said, I think he was in, his head was in over his skis and that's fine. That's fine. If you're not able to do that, then, then, then don't, then don't do it. Take the background, but don't complain about people stealing your quote unquote movement. Don't don't complain about the people who are able to articulate a message stealing your movement. That's when it becomes about ego. You know, that's, that's, when it, that's when it's no longer about um, the situation at hand. That's when you become the situation at hand. And I, I blame that on him. If not him, those around him who we allow to take advantage of those situations. He did leave a vacuum. Um, when, when Trump came out and made, made this statement, there were a lot of people who weren't going to, uh, protest who, who did. That's when you had people who came out on a weekly basis, taking the knee and such. And there were many people who were looking to Kaepernick and saying, well, you're the head. What do you want us to do next? And he had complete silence. He had silence. So if you're not able to take that leadership mantle at that time and someone else is, then humble yourself and, and, and take a step back. But as I said, he at that point in time, he made it about himself. Um, also, let's not forget, he did have a tryout this year. And he, I believe he tried out with Tampa Bay. And from the word that came out, it didn't go very well. So,
0: but go ahead, Teresa. I have not thrown this brother away. (laughs) I just don't believe that he can come back. That's all. I have not thrown this brother away. Nor have I thrown the 14 quarterbacks that now are in the NFL. Okay? This past Super Bowl was the first time in NFL history that you had two brothers going up against each other. Okay? I love watching the brothers play on Sunday. I just do, you know. And I'm a fan of every team that has a black quarterback. Every team that has a black quarterback. All right? And for me, I'm not going to be a Giants fan just because I live in New York. People that are Giants fans just because they live in New York need to check out the Giants.
1: We already know you in Georgia. Stop it. Hey,
0: You're a fake New
1: Yorker. Wait.
4: So she's allowed to have a she's allowed to be a fan of another team even though she's from New York? Wow, that's that's a hey, concept. Hey, she, later, she, could, she could, she could, she could
5: definitely root concept. for Vanilla and Hey, Teresa, you could Teresa, you could root root for Vanilla Vic here in New York.
0: <laughs> the they call it Vanilla Vic. The oh, Philadelphia Eagles. On. The Philadelphia Eagles have had more black quarterbacks than any team in the NFL.
4: Brodus, why you ain't... See, Brodus, if this is Brodus's room, Bro, he would have silenced you and all types of things. No, hell no. Do that I silenced you, Slater. I
5: silenced <laughs> you, Slater. Only you.
4: But that's all hey, I had to I say. I just want to say something real quick, and I, and I, hope, and I hope Daru and Brodus agree with me on this. There was a player that I grew up, Watching when I first started watching basketball, and I know you know it's, it's mostly Nick fans here. His name was Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. He was one of the reasons why I became a Nuggets fan because he basically did the same, technically the same thing, um, but in a different. And he I, to me, he was Colin Kaepernick before Colin Kaepernick. And the funniest part about his situation was he went through the league, and they were he was playing, and they let him play. They let him run throughout his contract. And then the, the the funny part about him is that when they quote unquote kicked him out the league, I, I don't want to say he kicked because I, I was too young. I don't know if they kicked him out the league or not, but um, he tried to come back into the league, and uh, he had converted to you know he was already a Muslim at that point. He converted to to um, being a Muslim,
5: um, and he went to go change his name. How I said again? He changed his name from Christian. Jackson. And
4: everything, but he had already changed his name at that point anyway. Um, right. While I was playing, but. He tried to come back into the league uh, years after and he met with the, he met with the owners in basketball, but they canceled his meeting. Do y'all know why they canceled his meeting? Cause 9-11 had just happened. He, he, that 9-11 was the day that he was supposed to meet with the owners, David Stern and all of them. So I, I, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into, into all of this stuff. And I, and I feel like, yes, and I, and I I never gave up on brother. And, I, and I, I missed the documentary. I heard it was a really good documentary that came out about him and the whole thing that happened and, and Dan Issel being the coach and how the other players felt like they should have stood up for him and stuff like that. And you want to talk about somebody who didn't have anybody. They he had to cover. He had to cover his shoes because you know you got the Nike shoe, the Reebok shoe. I think he was wearing neat Reebok shoes, but they nobody would endorse him because of the things that you know. Because he wouldn't stand for flag. He had to cover his shoes during games with tape. You know what I mean? So like like, it's listen. It's not that we given up on people. I think people are just tired of the back and forth. And I yo and I love Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf, man. Like, it's 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 just hard and it's taxing on. People that just want to just want to watch sports, you know what I mean? Like it's you know, I just I you know, and I and I, I love being able to sit and be able to 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 jar with you guys and stuff. And I think if we're letting these these things get in our way, we miss we miss out on that camaraderie. We miss out on on getting to know each other from that perspective.
0: But, that's but later,
1: mean. that sounds to me like sports is more important than what. The issues we need to address in this country. That's why we can't get ahead. You understand? We rather go twerk than take care of business. That's how I see this.
4: I understand. I understand where you're going with that. But again, people people use sports to to get away from all of that. And I I don't. And there there has to be a but. There definitely does have to be a balance. But then there are certain people that you know they they work nine to five. I work I work. I work seven to three and sometimes I get tired of dealing with students all day long. I just want to sit and watch somebody get tackled. I, ain't, you know, I'm not really, you know what I mean? It it, it comes to that point sometimes. Yeah, right? but, but, play, but, but, not all, but also let, you're not let, let, let's, not, you're let's not, not mistake anything.
2: Oh. Let's not mistake something. Not every black person is out there supporting someone disrespecting the national anthem. So, so when so, that's, that's not, that's not the same. He's a double-reaching
1: because no. he never did this. The National Anthem. Now, I'm not going to let y'all go there. Being a military woman, he did Uh not disrespect the National Anthem. And for all the people who were hollering about him disrespecting the National Anthem, sitting on their couches with their Budweiser, their cigars and their blunts, they weren't jumping up when the National Anthem came on in their homes and being patriotic. So let's not go that route, please. Okay.
2: But uh, but le- le- let's also understand the national anthem is not just a military song. So just to mention the military is, is um, alleviating many people who are not down for him sitting down during the national and anthem. And those
1: same people will do not jump up take their hat off when I, they I, hear I, the I, national anthem.
2: I'm not going to make that general statement. I'm going I'm to make that. Saying, I'm, I'm just saying just just from just from observing some people, there are people who will stand for that national anthem of all colors and 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 they're not all supporting that. So my point is that the national anthem part isn't a a, a black and white issue. What he was what he was protesting about initially is the black and white issue.
1: So, I, I agree with what you're saying, but all of a sudden, everybody became patriotic, talking about oh, it's disrespectful to the national anthem, and they weren't patriotic from the beginning, period. And I'm I'm standing ten toes down on that.
2: Right, but there are people. Right? Who stand, people that's going to use stand, that narrative in this space, and they don't know a damn uh, thing uh, about being patriotic. Right, I agree with you, but there are people who will stand 10 toes down on that being disrespectful. You go you go to a high school game in the, in the South or, or what have it's a regional thing. You go to a high school game in, in certain places, oh you most definitely believe uh they're standing for the national anthem facing that flag, hands on the heart before Colin Kaepernick ever existed. So that is, that is that is a disrespectful cultural thing to some people. I, I don't I don't want to dis I don't want to be dismissive of that, as, and it uh, doesn't Daru, have anything to do with the military or anything else. It it it's it's just the way some people carry it. Um,
4: Daru, I just but want like, to say real quick as a as somebody who works with kids, and I you know and the kids know that I I do not I do not stand for flag, you know. But um, yeah. but, but every but again, and I and I get a little heat sometimes in in, in my school for that. But like at the same time. You know, it's like you said. Everything comes down to choices, brother.
2: Absolutely, everything comes. Everything comes down to choices. Absolutely, but but with choices come consequences as well. With choices come consequences, and there are many people who made choices who are willing to face those consequences. A much much deeper, much um, deadly consequences than than what Kaepernick has faced. Have has faced. So. You know, I, I'm 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 taking a little more of a hard line on Kaepernick than a lot of you guys. I I think he's someone who didn't meet the moment. I, I think he's someone who, to a certain extent, took advantage of a situation that he found himself in on, on almost accidentally. I also take offense to the fact that he was some type of trailblazer. There are people who protested before Kaepernick. Those St. Louis Rams, for example, after in the aftermath of Michael Brown. Who came out with their hands up, don't shoot. And they took a lot of heat for doing that. You know, so there's always there's there's always been a level of activism in, in the NFL. But I still stand on the fact that he found himself in a situation accidentally, he really, he really didn't step up to the table. He went from activist to victim. In my opinion. That's what he went from activist to victim. He, he went from activist someone who wanted to uh, highlight uh injustice in the criminal justice system to him being the, the reason for a protest and, and like i said he had a he had a he had a point in time where he was really able he really had the opportunity to take a leadership role and he flump, he he, flump, he proverbially fumbled the ball
1: well, I don't think he's a, a a victim. Let's not make him a victim because he's not a victim. That man is a grown-ass man, and he made a decision. He stood on what he felt, but he's by no means a victim, right? But I see y'all got Uptown in here. I'm curious to hear what he has to say.
6: Uptown's kicking it. <laughs> What's good, y'all? Y'all always got the good rooms and stuff. I Just came in here. I, I heard y'all talking and stuff. Brutus was good, Daru, Queen, Teresa What's was good.
2: good
6: um, man, I both of y'all, Teresa and Daru, y'all making good points, but I'm gonna um go to the heart of the matter, in my opinion. I'm just gonna talk about the NBA. NBA, I think, is around. The whole total net worth is around like ninety, close to hundred billion, something like that. You know what I mean? Um, Can y'all do y'all remember? Is it the, is there a is there a instance where anybody that was that wasn't of color, like white, that's been kicked out of the NBA? They do, do you is has there been any instance of that at all?
5: You mean as far as the ban, the two years? I yeah, mean- yeah,
6: yeah, any ban, any ban.
5: The white wasn't Chris Anderson. Didn't he get it, Birdman? Chris Anderson. I no, think they, that was, they accused, that was him. They
4: accused yeah,
5: sorry, Chris
4: ahead. Anderson of having. I'm so I'm sorry. Up to
5: no, him. no, 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 not that. I'm talking about because of his drug use. I think uh, he 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 received the ban. I'm not certain. Sur- I think he did get the two year ban. You know, because that's what it is. It says like right? it says a lifetime ban. But you're able to be reinstated after two years. I believe Chris Anderson was a a, a white gentleman who got that.
6: Okay, I mean, but that that was a legal issue. That was, but that wasn't like a social issue. But the reason why I'm saying no, it was
5: drugs. It was drugs. It was drugs. It was drugs. drugs. Yeah, had nothing to do with that. Uh, because he was cleared of that. Um, you know, the child pornography thing. It was. It wasn't. You know. Yeah,
4: that was a girlfriend get trying to get out of him or whatever.
5: Okay,
6: so so the reason why I'm saying that is this, man. And this is going to be hard pill to swallow for us. We have two options at this point. It's either got to be a concerted effort to take over the NBA. I'm just talking. Well, NBA, MLB, NFL, whatever. But I'm just talking about the NBA, NBA. Or we got to do something else because this is this is not this is not a game. Like they, these people have vested interests. Period. So if you don't resemble or you don't fit the criteria that they think that you should fit, you are just an entertainer or a piece to a bigger puzzle. So when you're talking about Mahmoud Rauf, I remember when he changed his name from Chris Jackson. That is an issue, in my opinion, whether you agree with him or not, that could be easily resolved if you had a conversation with the brother. If I have a problem with Brutus, and I know Brutus know where I come from and I know where he come from or whatever. I may have a problem, but at least I'm going to sit down with Brutus and be like, yo, Brutus, man, you wild and this, that, and the third. They didn't even give that man a chance. You understand what I'm saying? Let alone they let alone you have other instances where it wasn't even that egregious right and then there's and then there's a reason behind it it was a religious reason so you're infringing infringing particularly whether you agree with it or not in my opinion on his religious um freedom or his right to protest because you do have a right to protest you may not have a right to protest in the particular league because it's private, but as an American citizen, you have a right to protest, whatever that may be. They could have easily mitigated that. But because you don't have any particular power that's, that's that you can go against them with, they're going to easily chop your legs off. And I feel like that's the situation with Kaepernick. It's not that. Kaepernick was wrong or right. It's just that he didn't have a leg to stand on because the people that were behind him weren't enough, and then the the power that he supposedly have couldn't go against the owners. We're talking about owners here that has the ear of the commissioner, right? And and, and I mean, totally di- totally different topic, right? This has to do with fashion. Same thing with Supreme. Supreme had an issue with guy named whatever tremaine with denim tears he said listen man i don't approve of y'all having a whole system of white folks but when y'all peddling black culture y'all should listen to what i'm saying and this that, and the third they didn't want to listen to him, and plus they felt like they didn't have to and which and to be honest with you they don't have to because they control the levers I think we should have, if we're serious, if we're serious, have a concerted effort and a, and, 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 and a, and a real sense of attack if we're going to go for it. Because if we don't, it's just going to be continuation of the same, right? Until we realize, I know we have the CBA, but I think the CBA is just real efforts to keep things on an even keel. But doesn't it's not? I don't think it talks about particular advantages of power, right? So I think we, if we have to address this, to be honest with you, we're addressing, in my opinion, power. If you can't address power within a league that controls 90 billion, you either you either have to do two things. You'd be like, listen, we all going to quit or we all going to put somebody in, Magic Johnson, Jordan, whoever, or we going to get at least two people in a year, whatever it may be, right? But if you're not doing that, it's... Just gonna be more of the same. I mean, that's how I feel about it. I don't know how y'all feel,
4: but even if you do all of that, again, going back to your point, you, mm. you still got to deal with owners. No, but that's but that's my point. That this is, and I'm glad you said that. My point
6: is, you let's say you have the CBA. CBA puts in a situation. I don't know. The CBA had a situation two years ago that they had the talks, but in the future, it's like, listen, we mandate that there be leverage within ownership. This percentage of every team has to have this amount of ownership, and this is and this is and this has to be included in certain clauses because, in actuality, it gives more power to the players. Until you do that, if you don't raise your bar, it's gonna be the more the same. In in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? How who, how many owners there? I think there's one and a half. What? How many
4: owners? Black owners? Where? It's still Jordan, right? Uh, for oh, black
6: no, owners. Jordan's yeah. out of even, it.
5: No, I think Jordan didn't. Jordan Jordan sold his majority. He sold his
4: this year. year.
6: Yeah. Okay. So what do you think is good? I mean, how much bargaining power are we going to have? And then let's not forget women, right? If you, if and like, the less you have diversity in ownership, the more you're going to have one-sided power struggles because they don't understand where you're coming from. You don't have nobody representing you at that level. You, you may have somebody that you cool with, but you don't have anybody representing you at that level. Therefore, it's going to be a struggle, in my opinion, every time. And that's the thing that I've seen with Mahmoud Raouf, and that's the thing i seen with uh, Kaepernick, right? His reach didn't go that far.
4: I agree with that. I, just, I don't know.
2: Uh, well, when you say his, his re- cap and his reach didn't go that far, uh, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? I
6: mean, I'm sorry. I mean, he had the attention of the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But because I feel like, just like you said, you had people that agreed with them in the NFL. I mean, the players. I'm talking about players. They're not the owners. players. And some management that agreed with him and some that didn't. So it kind of created a situation where the owners had an ability to pick and choose and they quickly quieted the situation down, in my opinion, even though it was the talk of the town for the longest. Right. So because there were people that were supporting him, which was a big group, but that group was fractured and as time went along it game it became smaller. If y'all remember, it became smaller and smaller. You feel what I'm saying?
2: Right. But my 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 point is he played a major role in that group being fractured. I know I, so, yeah, so right. that that's why I asked the question about um what do you mean by his reach? Uh no but they limited his reach because I, I believe he played a major role, actually the primary role in the limitation of his reach. He had potential to, to accomplish a lot. He had a, he had potential to accomplish the things that those who, who follow him mm-hmm. um, project on him. But I mean, the limitation of what he actually wanted to do is what held him back as much as anything.
6: I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you with that, Daru, but I feel like the main point is he felt a certain way about a certain issue, which as an individual... Let's just keep it as, as as an individual. We're not all gonna agree, right? That's right. just an individual thing. I there's some things I agree with Kaepernick, most of the things that he did. But certain of things that he did along the way, maybe I felt like in terms of negotiation, he diminished his power. True, but that's the way he felt. What that what these groups though look at you as is that you are an employee, and I have ways to mitigate you that's what i'm i'm looking at it from a power angle like they're looking at it contract wise uh tv rights wise um ticket wise so they're gonna try to do whatever they can and i'm just saying there's some people that don't have that same passion as kaepernick and won't be willing to follow you into the fire if your thing ain't structured like that, but you have to be a hundred percent. Why do you got to be a hundred percent on your
5: yeah, people Yeah, but but he admitted that he wasn't as informed on all the but, issues, but which is why point, he is just why you got to right. be a
6: hundred percent on your shit though. Like we, why do we have to be perfect about how I? I'm not perfect about everything I say,
5: right? Okay, I I look at it like this. Hold hold on, rule. Let me just say, let me ask y'all, I'm just going to ask this as a question. Maybe you could see this as sort of like a, like Kaepernick was like a, he could have been more like a Rosa Parks and like set it off for people who was really in it. Because she wasn't like a straight up activist. She was just a woman who was like, could you see him like, because he wasn't informed. He didn't really, he just, did something that he felt she felt like sitting down on a bus and it made a uh, made a movement really go on. Couldn't what he did could have sparked the movement to go on? You Absolutely. know, exactly. Absolutely. That's the way I was Every, thinking. Everyone of. has a, everyone has a role to play, and and, and he could, have could have been he as have a starter, not as role. right, not as the actual person, but he was a starter, and that's maybe all he had to give to the, uh to the movement because he wasn't like an informed person. Um, he, of course we know that he had both sides because he was black and white, but he spoke up for his blackness and it felt that things was being done wrong. So I think he could have been better served as just a starter of the movement. And he should have moved out of the way if he wasn't informed are uh, ready to make the, uh, you know, the speeches and everything himself and let somebody else do it. But he should still have, you know, notoriety for him being the starter. That's all. Absolutely. But that, that comes with humility. And
2: that's, that's the point you have to, you have to be humble. You have to say, okay, I sat down. I really didn't sit down for notoriety because I was sitting down on the bench out of the way. I, I wasn't trying to be seen, but okay, I'm put out there. I'll say what I have to say. And then when there's time for other people to move in, who can elevate that message to another, to a different level, allow them to do that because I'm not really in that position knowledge wise or articulation wise in order to do that. And, but at that point, like I said, the movement became about him. And he embraced that. His people around him, most notably his woman and, and, and his boy, Eric Reed, they embraced that. They embraced him being the movement as opposed to um, what uh, the issue that was being protested against. And that's where we went left. So I mean that that's why that that's why I can't embrace the get Colin a job thing. I'm not going to watch NFL till Colin gets a job. I I, I just can't embrace that because it, because it, it, he went left from the issue that that should have that should have been the focus. It it went from criminal justice to Colin Kaepernick and Donald Trump. His silence created a vacuum that allowed those other people, namely Trump, to come in and say what he had to say.
1: Really? You thought he had power against Trump, beloved? Come on, rule. Now you can't be serious about that. He didn't have no power in that situation at all. And personally, I don't want him to come back to the NFL. I really don't. You know, I think he's past the NFL, and it's not whether or not he can play. I just think he's above it. And why come back to the master after they abused you with well, you? No, nah, I don't think is, he what should what come he back.
2: Right. But what has he done to show that he's above it? Let, let's take a look I think he's he, above he, it
1: because he's not in the limelight now, you understand? And you're not seeing the things he does. That doesn't mean he's still not on the activism and he's not still trying to help the cause. That's not true. If I'm not mistaken, he did end up with the Nobel Peace Prize, did he not? So for for you to talk about him like he was just an opportunist, that really bothers me because that's not the case.
5: Edison. Now, As far as the money in the lawsuit, I don't see that as him being opportunist. I see that as him trying to recoup from what was taken from him or what he lost or what was perceived to be lost because he no longer could play uh, in the NFL. And it was done by the owners uh, coming to that conclusion as a whole which Mm -hmm. is what is called collusion and Mm -hmm. therefore he lost his career. So therefore he needed to be compensated. If you could prove collusion, it's just like if you're um, terminated and from your job and you had no real, you know, reason why, except for the fact that you was being a, a pro pro union or whatever it is. And then they could prove that no other place would hire you because you were a unionist Then, uh, you know, then, uh, you know, and they all colluded and you could find evidence of that you have all rights to get paid, especially if you're now without work, because that's your chosen profession. So I don't think he took money to be silenced from the movement or anything i don't think he ever really I and like you were saying he never really intended to be the movement it just kind of happened to get thrust on him and it wasn't something that he was prepared for or ready to or wanting to do he just wanted to speak out against the issues that he had a problem with and of course it was made a lot more now as far as him uh, calling sellouts to guys who um, did take the mantle for it. He felt those guys was in there getting money. You know what I'm saying for their causes and not necessarily for the causes. That's why he protested against Malcolm and, and Jenkins and them because they got money for causes, their causes that they were involved with, but not the cause and the fact of all the different things that are going on. So I think that's why he called it sellouts, that they jumped in and just took money for their organizations and causes.
2: Right, but if there are NFL players who have caused social justice issue causes or cause or any type of um, organization of that kind, and you're able to get money from the NFL for that, what's what's the real issue but he because i, I no, understand, no understand that understand but he that. wanted he
5: wanted money for all of the he, because remember he wants systemic change he wanted uh his thing was to change the criminal justice system not just a uh, a portion of it or getting money for a boys and girls club. He wanted it. The deep rooted issues that this country has going on as far as race, the police brutality, the, uh, the police being more definitely more biased against people of color. So I think that that's, you know, why he would say, cause these people are going in and getting for the boys and gloves club, you know, you know things like that those type of causes and not the the money that was going to be needed to actually go in and do criminal justice reform and do you know those type of things and 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 change the police uh mindset and 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 get more training and whatever is necessary for the police to stop bashing our heads in and killing us that's what he was talking about and people was not getting money from the NFL for those type of, of, of causes. It was more just of the general social causes for, for, you know, like in inner city kids and stuff like that, not the deep rooted causes that we no, have to I, really I, I think, work I, on.
2: I, right. I think there, there's what, how many, what 400 players in the NFL? No more than that. 1200 players in the NFL. There are they're, they're, um, players who have, uh, various level, variant levels of, uh, of of organizations that are that are involved at various le- various levels. Um, for example, Anquan Bolden had an organization um, that was deep into um, fighting against criminal uh, injustice because he had a family member that was caught up in the system. So, so what I'm saying is that. When you say what Colin Kaepernick was was um disappointed about, as it's it's, it's it's rather ambiguous. It's like you you can't really tell me what he was upset about, that he he wanted it for certain causes, but not, but not other causes. It is ambiguous. What 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 was he looking for? He, he was upset, but you he really couldn't tell you. What he was upset about. There were certain organizations. He wanted to determine the organizations that received those funds and the organizations that didn't. I mean, I, I can't disrespect other NFL players who have who had who have organizations or had them well before Colin Kaepernick receiving funds for their for their cause. And assume because they were NFL players, those causes didn't raise to the level of what Colin Kaepernick felt they should have been. You know what I mean? Who was Colin Kaepernick to determine um, which organization should receive it and which one didn't? And if he had that type of concern, he should have showed his ass up at the negotiation table when those players sat face-to-face with the owners. Once again, just like the tryout, he chose not to attend. And he came up with a reason not to attend then. That's a consistent pattern with him.
6: Yeah, I I think one of the things is not understanding, because you said he was kind of new to certain, certain uh, um, amount of the things and how they went, that I think his inexperience showed out but his passion was the same, right?
2: Then he should have sat down. No facts. Humble yourself and sit your you. ass down uh, away from the table. Sit on the back bench I, and I'm learn. I'm not
6: with you. I'm not disagreeing with you 100%. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, right? He, yes, he did bring hindrance to certain amount of things that could have happened. That being said, though, that being said... This thing is not something that superseded something that could have been solved, despite the fact that they had these hurdles, right? You could have still handled it behind the scenes, him and his organization and the NFL, and come to a conclusion because, to be honest with you, the NFL is 70 over 75% of brothers, so you, it's in your interest as an organization, if you want to move forward with no wrinkles, to handle that. But they didn't see it as important, and they just kept it moving because they felt like they didn't have to. Yes, Calvin Kaepernick did what he did, but this is something as an organization, if you see somebody uh, having a problem, and you can easily resolve it, no matter how much power you have, you may just say, you know what? Let me talk to you. What's the issue? And if it's not something outside of crazy means or, or bounds, you, you're gonna resolve it. But they the NFL always feels like the shield is the most important thing and their constituents are more important than the players
2: and their rights. That's and that's how I see it. You know But they should feel that way. Why why would they no, not nah, feel nah, that the shield is, is the most I, important and, thing and that's
6: a lesson in life that Listen, just because you have a cause and you think it's righteous doesn't mean people are going to agree with you and lay down the, the, you know, and let you walk in and take the castle. That's how it is. And you should get your shit together. And Kaepernick and whoever, no, and this is just a lesson in life, right? Um, I feel like when you're talking about um, Rosa Parks, right, I don't think what Rosa, to be honest with you, To be fair, I don't think what Rosa Parks, what she did, she completely thought it out. She just was passionate about what she felt at the time. And, you know, she happened to possibly listen to somebody that was in her ear. And then they took up a cause and then they ran with it. Right. And this is what I mean. Like, not everybody that starts the cause is going to be perfect, like you said. But yes, he should have, you know, adhered certain you know, whatever red flags, and just did what he needed to do. But this is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like it could have been
3: yeah. easily resolved. Yeah,
2: but the thing, the thing we have to remember with Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks was not the first uh, person to sit refuse to get up from a bus seat. Absolutely. And, and NAACP, she was, she was actually the ideal candidate as far as they were concerned um, to fulfill that role. So that that was. That was absolutely planned,
5: as far as they were concerned. right, because it was another darker skin it was woman, darker sister, yeah, right, right, Who did so it, they, and they, yeah, go ahead,
2: and I think she was, I think she was a teenage mother, if I if I remember correctly, or I could be um, mixing up two different stories. So yeah, it's absolutely a plan, but that was a that that was a plan from a mature woman in in a mature organization. This guy was not ready to fill that role. He filled he filled the role that he did, and after that, got in the way because he enjoyed being the center of the spotlight. I'm I I I know some people don't want to hear that, but I, he he took some enjoyment out of that. He took enjoyment out of it being about him, which which is why he had his people arguing about. Y'all stealing his movement. This is his movement. Who, who does that? Who does that? Yeah, I've I think it's civil rights organization. That. Yeah, you you guys you guys are stealing his movement. So at that point, the issue the issue at hand was no longer the um, predominant concern. He became the predominant concern. Him and his people, and him and his people, and they enjoyed that. You know, like, and once again, that's why I, I really, that's why I have a lot of disdain when I hear the name come up, and he should be playing football. And
1: that, so, that's beloved, why I said, Can that, I that, say that, this to you? You and I will continue this conversation, right? Okay. okay. Is that a deal? You and I will continue this conversation. No question. Okay.
2: No question. No, no question. And and furthermore, what I, what I also say is his case was not the first collusion case to ever come up in sports. I can remember back in the... Major League Baseball has had a, a, a series of collusion cases where owners have gotten together oh,
6: man, yes.
2: and, and decided that they were going to lowball free agents. I can remember the 80s. And, and it was discovered. And there were no NDAs signed. People were exposed. Owners were exposed for doing what they did because the bigger issue wasn't protecting the owners. The bigger issue was 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 getting was making it right for those players. Colin Kaepernick made the the choice that he decided to make. He chose the money over exposing the very owners that he's that he's going head to head against. Well, I can't even say he's going head to head against. He could have probably made a lot more money by exposing those owners. He could have been a real hero by exposing those owners.
1: He still had to feed his family, no?
2: Everyone has to feed their family. But if if, if you're if you're an advocate, and if you're if you're the advocate that you are, that I'm that I'm supposed to be. Protesting the league on your behalf, those sacrifices that are made. We talk about uh, winning the Nobel Peace Prize. Dr. King won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. Got a sixty-four thousand uh, dollar check for that. He gave that to the cause. He gave that to. The
1: do cause. you know? Do you know what Colin had, Kaepernick had to, did to, with he his, had his money? To do you know what Colin Kaepernick did with his money? Because you got a lot of disdain for this, brother. So we're going to have to talk about this. I don't want to go back and forth with you about Colin right now, because I know there's some other things you want to talk about.
2: No, we we, we can uh, stay on Colin or, or move on forward. But no, nah, I don't have a disdain for him. I just have, I, I just, it's almost like a false prophet. I'll 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 leave it at that. People people are falling. People are there, there's too many expectations that people have of other people to support this guy, and I don't believe that what he does, what he's done, um, come meets the standard for that level of support. And I believe a lot of things that he's given credit for is overblown. You now I, I gave an example of. Um, well he's the first one to, no he wasn't the first person to speak up so LeBron Melo, Wade and, excuse me, Paul and, and, and Wade were on the SB stage a few months
1: before that. Oh do you want to discuss that because they were tag alongs. The activist in that bunch was Carmelo Anthony that's a whole nother argument That, but that's fine. But my that's fine but my point is they were speaking
2: out against that against um, the criminal justice system in front of the SPS, months before Kaepernick decided to sit down. So it would, and like I said, you had the hands up, don't shoot boys out, out for the um, St. Louis Rams when Mike Brown was murdered in St. Louis.
1: Could that be because the NBA Wait, wait,
2: wait. You had the WNBA players who've can always I- taken the forefront.
1: I agree, but could so, that be so because is, they there have there more support in the WNBA and the NBA owners as well? That may be... It, the, the NFL is different from the NBA owners.
2: To an extent, but my point is there have always been players. There were players who were speaking up before Kaepernick and there are players who were speaking up after Kaepernick. And as as I said, the expectation of support for this guy for what he's accomplished, I think is, isn't warranted. And I, and um, the termination of what he's done has been, in my opinion, highly overblown. I think he was an accidental activist. There were too many times when he was supposed to, he could, he had opportunity to stand up and speak out where he said nothing. I can remember, um, the protest in Kenosha—that's twenty miles away from his hometown. Where was he? Where were? You, where was your? Where was your statement then? There were too many. There were too many cases that, too many incidents that occurred. We we're in the aftermath. We didn't hear anything from. Him. So, if you take a public stint so when you said we don't know what he's doing in private if you if you get your notoriety publicly and you take a public stance and then you go to the background and what's the purpose how can you be a leader if you're leading in private what what are you doing how can you motivate people if you're motivating in private so we want to we 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 want to support him as some type of leader and some type of martyr but he doesn't want to show if he's doing anything at all, he doesn't want to show what he's doing to continue to highlight the movement. You can't highlight the movement with your hands in your pocket and doing things in, in private. Public notoriety, public actions. You know, it's too many people who don't want to hold him to a standard. They want to hold everyone around him to a standard, but they don't want to hold him to that standard. Right now, we're sitting here talking about Colin Kaepernick in a country where the government is about to to shut down again. Every time the Republicans take control of the House, the only thing they do is is shut down the government. They don't pass any bills. We We don't get any laws done. All, we, all we're doing is looking for a continuing resolution. Another, another thing that um, I have a, a problem with in this country is that what I just mentioned is is the reason I have a problem with things in this country when people talk about both sides or both sides this, both sides that. If you're paying attention po- politically. How can you say both sides are the same when the actions clear, clearly aren't who wants to talk about that one side we get we get laws that get us out of that get us out of covid new york city i heard just yesterday was underwater and we had an infrastructure bill that was passed last year all these years People were talking about infrastructure bill for 40, 50 years. And we get an infrastructure bill passed last year. And now we have New York City underwater. Because we're still, New York City still has bridges that were built in the 20s and the 30s. We're celebrating the Brooklyn Bridge that's over 100 years old. We make we make expectations out of what out of in re, relatively insignificant things about what people do around Colin Kaepernick or Colin Kaepernick himself, and we have real issues going on here. We got New York City underwater, and we have a, a side of the government that's denying global warming. You no, know, let, let's talk about the real issues. We gotta. We, we, we have cops shooting people through their windshield and getting off. We got a. We got a half of this country who wants to reelect a guy to the White House. Who has indictments all over the country? More indictments than John Gotti's ever had. You know, what's really going on? Are we that upset that a black man was elected twice as president of the United States? It blew your mind that much?
1: I agree with you on this one, beloved.
2: Welcome back, Queen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we in, we at the same place on this one. Same place. I mean, what happened in New York City yesterday was unreal. Her- I could not believe what I was saying But we're still willing to elect a man that could possibly be on house arrest with an ankle monitor the rest of his life because they really can't put him in a jail cell because he is the ex-president. But we're about to put him right back in office.
3: Yeah, I mean... Go ahead,
1: Ray.
3: Um, I was just going to say... They like an all unapologetic brash man. I, I just I'm convinced that half the nation, um, just loves what he stands for. Loves what he stands for, and um, rules always saying that this is going to be an easier election for Biden than last. Um, <laughs> I actually would love to hear more about that, more about his reasoning, just because I'm just not putting that much faith. I mean, he was elected once, right? Of course, he had he didn't have the majority of the popular vote. Um, he got beat handily the last time, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm done trying to figure out the the Donald Trump conundrum. You know, I just I just think that that people love the bravado. Um, you know, they love they love feeling safe or they they love being fed lies if if it helps them feel secure you know, in themselves. But uh, this may not even necessarily be the um, the topic, but but I actually am interested in hearing this. Like, rule what makes you feel like it's going to be an easier election? Just because, like, I definitely, I, I know people like Jay from Florida who think that, um, that Trump's going to clean up,
2: come back into office. Trump ran two elections for president of the United States. He won the first one, on a, a one in one in a million type of election, a whole lot of things had to happen in order for him to, to win that election. He won three states by thirty six thousand votes. No, excuse me, 70,000 70, votes. He won three straights, three states, same states that he wound up losing the next year. And I believe he wound up losing no states in, in twenty by a larger a larger margin. Plus, Biden won Georgia. Georgia's Georgia's now elected two Democratic senators. You had Ralph Warnock, who had to run, as a black man, who had to run in four different elections, I believe, in one year, just to finally become, four or six different elections in one year, just to finally become um, the full-term senator of Georgia. And he won each one of those. And you have got, you got a Republican Party. And you just look at what's going on right now in the House. That's becoming more and more radical. And the more radical they become, the more alienated they become, even from other white people. I mean, there, there are... I, I said what I said about Trump. But there are there are a number of white people who are embarrassed by this. Those who call themselves independents or, or the swing voters. Running against running against Hillary was one thing because she she's a woman. She would have been the first woman president ever. And there there's a lot of people from across the board who probably were against that running against another white man in 2020 exposed Trump in all his vulnerabilities. And that's who we'd be running against in, in 2024. Now there, there's things, there are things that I see on, on social media and actually see um, in political activity that tells me how scared the Republicans are, of Trump having to run against Biden again. You know, first of all, the media, if anyone doesn't understand the term corporate media, if you grew up in the era of of being able to turn on the news and and seeing Walter Cronkite or Dan Rather on CBS, Tom Brokaw on NBC, Peter Jennings on, on ABC, there was a level of professionalism in the media back then and true neutrality that doesn't exist anymore. If you grew up in the era where you saw Tim Russett on meet the press and you saw Tim Russell, he would dig in. He would, he would dig in your ass as a Republican or Democrat. You can't come up on his show and, and just spout some bullshit because he had facts upon facts, upon facts, upon facts. You had to, you had to be real. If you came on, on meet the press with Tim Russell, you know, there are too many news there are too many um news sources now that are geared towards specific places so where you don't have to face those type of uh, news uh, things anymore So the news the news is more slanted now than it's ever been but and a, a lot of it is 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 ramp they're ran by corporations that are Republican geared even the ones that call themselves liberal media. They're ran by corporations that are Republican geared, so there are a lot of things they they they, they engage in this both sidism and when you engage in that both sidism if one if one if for example if you have a if you had two thieves, and one side is is, is a bank robber, and the other side took a pen. Offered a, a, a company pen off the desk and brought it home. You no, know, logically, you wouldn't say those are equal. But the way the news is reported today, they'll say, well, both sides steal. That side stole a pen. That side robbed six banks. They're both the same. We removed a lot of context away from that. But one of the places where context isn't removed is the election. Is the voting booth, and that came out in 2020, where where Biden, he blew away Trump. I mean, let's make no mistake about it. He he beat him by what, six seven million votes, and, and blew him out by a whole bunch of uh, electoral college votes. It was a blowout. So that so going from Clinton, where he lost the popular vote, to Biden, where he was blown out. There's no reason to assume that he's gonna reverse that in 2024. Also, people underestimate COVID. I think COVID wiped out a lot, a a, a bigger number of the Republican Republican base than than people are, are acknowledging. It'll come out eventually, but I believe that COVID did because you had so many COVID deniers on, on in that part of the country you know white people died at a higher rate not just more white people died white people died at a higher rate than other races because a lot of them were listening to trump and republicans were saying that that covid um that uh, the shutdown was unnecessary and it was fake and it wasn't doing anything and and don't take the don't take the vax i think their base has diminished And I think that's been reflected in in, in subsequent elections. There have been special elections that have taken place where Democrats weren't supposed to win, where Democrats have won. This past election, where the Republicans took over the House, it was supposed to be a blowout. The Republicans are supposed to have a margin of like 40 seats in the House right now. I believe their margin is about eight or nine, if that. And I think that I think that's a reflection of of a loss in their base. So I I don't see it going backwards, and I think a lot of people know that. I think that's why when you look on social media, you see a lot of accounts with black faces that are trying to chip away at the Democratic Party with little things. There'll be concerns about Biden's age here, or It'll be about commas a cop there, or it'll be like it'll be about I didn't receive my check here. Where's my COVID check? Or both sides are the same there. It's, it's little things that you pick up on, in my opinion, where where you just see that there's a concern, and and and, it, and it's actually a fact because Steve Bannon is paying a lot of people. There's a lot of people that that are being backed. I mean, Herschel Walker running against against Warnock in Georgia. He was supposed to be the the great all the great football star coming back to Georgia to steal the black vote. As a black people, that's stupid, but that's what it's supposed to do, you know. And this and this constant, consistent attack on on, on black voters and black voting districts. It's just another telltale sign because every time they have concern about democratic districts, I mean, there are a lot of white democratic districts in this country. You never see a white democratic district being attacked or being accused of voter fraud. There's always these black districts and that should tell black people the power that they have uh, in these elections. And quite honestly, when you get away from Twitter, because I always like to say there's a real world and there's a Twitter world. When you get away from Twitter, most people know that. But it's just little... It, it, it's also an attempt to to pull away some, some black male voters as well. You know, with their money talk. You know, Trump's, Trump's a businessman. You know, every black man wants to be a businessman. Every black man that sells a t-shirt wants to consider himself a businessman. So... Trump talked that talk, but yeah, yeah, Trump, yeah, I get what he's talking about. But if you look into if, if if you look in depth into his economic policies, he don't care about you. He wouldn't piss in your direction if he was on fire. So if people do what they're supposed to do, Trump will get blown out yet again.
3: very comprehensive. I I appreciate that. Enlighten me. I got to go look some of that stuff up. I think one of the things that I am aware of that I feel like doesn't get spoken about enough. And it's like a very simple concept, uh, is I think Trump gets a lot of, a lot of, uh, credit for Obama's economy. Absolutely. You know, because he inherited a good situation, much like Obama inherited a bad situation. Um, and had to dig us out. I, th- I think, <laughs> and my wife always tells me in part she thinks uh, that Obama's win initially was influenced by the fact that nobody really wanted to take on that challenge. You know, like let's let's, you know, it gave a, it gave a black guy an opportunity just because people were averting it to a degree. Um. Of course, there were some other merits that he won on, but like you pointed out, there's a culmination of factors that that lead to victories, you know, or losses. Um, but yeah, one of the one of the things I I constantly hear, and and I know it's misinformation, is like, you know, Trump had the economy humming, and you know, he did more tangible things for the people. He inherited, yeah, that that
2: that's that cash is in Jay from Florida message. Yeah, I, I've read it a few times. <laughs> Like I mean they don't not even just
3: know. From them. I mean not, not just from them either, you know. And, and I, I don't I don't understand why they, they couldn't think that, hey, maybe you benefited because A, you worked harder, or you were just set up, you were in a position in your life where you were able to to, to make strides. Um that was kind of the situation with my wife and I, you know, we we have both gotten to a place where regardless of who was president we were going to make some of those moves <laughs> anyway right <laughs> you know and i don't i don't think that i don't think that people take that into consideration but that's one of the things that i feel like is so overblown this whole idea that try, and that didn't really talk much about the, the spending and I, I i think that this war this war is being used as um like a chess piece against biden like what would you <laughs> what would you have them do um, stand by and allow World War III to pop off, or, or um, you know, I I definitely hear the idea that that NATO's been pushing east more more consistently, um, but I, I I don't I'm against the notion that they were pushing east or trying to expand NATO to cause a war, um, or to to lead to a lead to some sort of conflict. You know, I'd have to look into more about the merits behind that but um yeah the spending i I said something a little while ago you know i think you did like it was that a lot of people who complain about the spending wouldn't sign up wouldn't put their lives on the line if something were to go south in terms of a war um so i'm just picking up on little cues around the conversation that are little pieces of misinformation and have truths that uh you know despite all of that, like I could see some of the good, I could tangibly see the good that Biden's done. I know numerous people who've gotten their loans forgiven. Numerous people. And, um, I'm not one of those people yet, (laughs) but I think that kind of leads to another issue that we have a lot of individualism. People think that they themselves have to benefit from, from every policy in order for somebody to be a fit leader. Um, and I think we, we've gotten away from a communal look at things. I'm I'm very happy when other people get to take advantage of. Uh, I don't know if you would call it socialist programs, but <laughs> you know, but those kinds of programs that that enable people to to be able to contribute even more to the economy, and, and I, for whatever reason, I, th- I think the forgiveness of loans would help to stimulate the economy because I mean, we we spend, we're going to spend that money. People aren't going to put that money away, or save save cash you know we're going to buy bigger homes we're going to get nicer cars we're going to pour more into spend more money on food whatever the situation may be um i'm at the point now where i'm rambling though but i I guess the idea of the economy and how biden's so bad for the economy is something it's probably the one talking point that's been rubbing me the wrong way and admittedly i I don't visit whitehouse.gov as much as i should to kind of brush up more like my wife's always directed me there (laughs) but
2: I I, I would say this to understand to to put it into some type of context Biden took over in a a country that was in the midst of a shutdown in the middle of COVID so in that aspect how bad is his economy really also not only the, the COVID shutdown you had the supply chain shutdown supply chain issues that drove up the prices of everything so you had eight dollar eggs because there were shortages of eggs that's not a government that, that that's not a, a a government cause that's a cause because businesses knew that there was less they, there were less supplies and the demand was the same so they could drive up the price people were talking about well gasoline prices are uh, are much higher compared to last year. Well, why would anyone w- compare the gasoline prices of 2021 to 2020 when the entire government, the entire country was shut down in 2020? No one was driving anywhere in 2020, so of course gas prices were down. But that's what that's what uh, these type of people do. They rely on a lack of they they provide no context, and they they rely on you to not look for any or not, not see any. And you talk about the economy. I remember the American recovery act back in 2010 and people were mad at Obama for that. I knew a car dealer who said, I love Obama because people I'm selling more cars now than ever before because you had the um, cars for clunkers program out of that act. All that stuff helped rebuild that economy. From where it nearly crashed in 2008 to about a time by 2010, it was rebuilt from to to the point where he ran for re-election. You couldn't use the economy against him. So to say that Donald Trump had a great economy, no, that's the Obama economy. He took over the Obama economy in 2017. That's how strong that economy was. And if he had handled COVID correctly things could have still been relatively well. And it still did go relatively well because when Biden became president, you, you had you had those various bills that were passed that helped pump money back into the economy once again. The economy is always good under Democrats and is, and, is, and is always suffering under Republicans. The crash happened under Bush. Because to this day, I still can't tell you How um, the value of homes and real estate just flashed up the way it did in 2003, 2004, 2005. I can't tell you how it did. But it was a bubble and it was a bubble that was going to inevitably burst. And it did in 2008. It took a Democrat to come in and, and clean up that mess. just like it took the Democrats to come in and clean up what what Trump did. You know, so even, if, even when we had inflation, people were still buying because people were still working. Unemployment now is as low as it's ever been in this country. You know, and, and those those are the messages that have to get out. You know, those are the messages that, that need to get out that, Un- unemployment in this country is, is at what? 2-3%? It's to the point now where you have business owners complaining about unemployment being too low. And then you you add that on the places like Florida where you had an idiot governor down there chasing off um, undocumented workers from being able to pick Produce. They're having serious issues down there because they can't they can't get enough people to pick produce because no one wants those jobs, and they ran the undocumented workers out. So instead of being in Florida, they're in Alabama right now. But so that you know that, that's that's the mindset of Republicans today. They they appeal to nonsense instead of re- seriously trying to run this country.
3: You know, it's really like a volley game of back and forth. I really don't understand why they rail against those guys as much as they do because I view Obama and Biden as very, like, conservative, you know, even though they're on the Democratic side. You know, I I view them as conservative Democrats. You know, I think they want to work with the other side more than I've seen. It seems like the Democrats are more willing to work with the Republicans than vice versa, um, you know. And that, for me, was always puzzling. Uh, I don't, I don't understand, for the life of me, why we, it, why it has to be such a. I mean, I, th- I think Slater talked about money being in politics, but I, I feel like, I feel like there are other motivations beside that, um, besides the money. Like I, I've been trying to understand what the. Really, what it is at its core, and um, the only idea that I, that comes to me is just power—just flat-out power. Just flat out power. P- people don't want to lose power um, to certain agendas and certain people. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll let this convo go. I know you guys have some other things that you want to talk about.
2: No, I'll, I'll just add on to what you say. It is power. It's power and influence, because like I had mentioned to Slater before. If you burn every, if you got rid of every bit of currency in this world, then you're still going to be fighting. Before there was money, people were fighting over land. They were fighting over access to water. You're always going to fight over something. If you, if you get rid of money, then that access to water is going to be your money because you're going to be able to make deal deals and, and wield influence based on that access. So it's always something. So it's not about the money. It's what the money can influence. And it's the power that the money gives you. So, so, I, so it's not about getting rid of money to me. It's about becoming a more informed electorate. You do that, then the money's not going to have that, as much of an influence on you. Because people aren't going to be able to sell you misinformation. And the people think that misinformation isn't a real thing, read that Mueller report. There's a reason there's a reason the Trump administration through the, um, the Justice Department worked so hard to bunt much of that report. Because it goes into detail as to what Russia did in order, not just Russia, but Iran and China, what they did in order to try to attempt to influence. The 2016 election by peddling in, in misinformation. So when Trump said, Russia, if you're listening, if you have access, please release those emails. He wasn't lying. He wasn't playing. It happened. hello Hello.
0: well I'm one that did I didn't read the entire Mueller report but I read enough of it to know that we were fed misinformation even though I knew all information but to see it in black and white was kind of deep
2: Yeah, it, 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 it speaks on us as a country that that we're able to be as influenced as we are, and, and it happened. It happens all across the country, man. It happened to us too. Too, I lost. You know, my Facebook is, is 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 filled with real friends, so friends that I knew from when I was in elementary school, pre-K and elementary school. On um, for, I lost friends on Facebook because they were presenting misinformation to me. They said, well. Hillary called black kids super predators. So I played the video. I said, "Well, show me where she called black kids super predators." The dude blocked me on Dude unfriended me on Facebook <laughs> because he couldn't show me on the video where he said that she said what he that she said that he said. You know what I mean? But
0: happened to me also, to be oh brother, Darrell. That happened to me also. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't even go on Facebook anymore. After that election, they just like cut me off.
2: Yep. I'm going to tell you something else. Boo. When when you were a certain age and you haven't seen people in a while, especially people of other races that, that you were cool with in, in high school and elementary school, oh my God, you see how things have changed you be like, oh, man, I never thought, I never knew you thought like that. I mean, to be
3: fair, I think, I think everybody was losing friends around that time. It was a, it was, a, it was definitely a very emotionally charged situation. Um, mm-hmm. Very, 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 it was a lot. I don't think I've seen quite as much dissension as I had during that time. <laughs> Very, very, very interesting time. There's a lot of a lot of misinformation on a lot of sides. But um I just uh like you're right. For me I was just I was just blown away. I mean, even black and brown people, like I, I didn't know that you felt that you felt this way. Um I had some I had somebody admit to me it's a colleague of my well, somebody I went to undergrad with in grad school. Nice guy. Um he admitted to me that um, he was being pulled over all the time just for the cops to just look around and see what's going on. The cops, cops admitted that. Why'd you pull me over? Oh man, we know you have a sports car. It's just, it's night. Just want to make sure everything's okay. And he some sub- he was okay with that. And started to spout off these numbers about how people look color, people who look like him, you know, cause these issues therefore it justifies them violating rights and doing improper stops putting you in situations where you have to procure your, your id for no good reason <laughs> situations right. where you where you legally don't have to cuz there was no there's no uh, there's no cause really there's no no reason to, no no suspicion no reasonable Reason, no reasons. <laughs> so I had there's situations where you had people who should be fighting the good fight, and um, they they were allowing themselves to be brainwashed by by these negative in, images that that we were being inundated with of uh, of people of color, black people, brown people. So like it it was very it was very eye opening. It wasn't just like white folk. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> it was a lot of Uncle Ruckus people, man. You know. And um, I, I'm grateful because some of the people we were able to maintain the tie, maintain those ties. I was able to, to learn more about why they think the way that they think, why they believe what they believe, and um, eventually just kind of died out. But for, for some people, some ties were severed. And um, I got to admit, being being young and, and emotional at the time, because there was a lot leading up to that. It was Trayvon Martin thing. It was it was it was a lot of stuff going on. But uh I wasn't having it anymore. <laughs> you know, so maybe I contributed a little bit to why those relationships no longer exist. But um yeah, man, I, I, I it's interesting. I feel like the um there's another another narrative that, that Republicans are peddling is that Biden's pushing us to the brink of a of a civil war. <laughs> Which I mean it's like what about yeah. the guy? What about the guy you guys elected right before this man? <laughs> you, know, I don't think you don't think you know his election, the way that he carried himself, and the way that he addressed situations, has anything to do with this divide, or or, or they blame Obama. That's the thing. They blame Obama.
2: Everything's Obama, and, and and what you just said is an example of projection. Biden is Biden is pushing us to civil war because if Biden just got out the way and let Donald Trump be president and allow Donald Trump to make America great again, they would be just fine. They would be just fine. We will not have to learn about black history in in, in in public schools and we don't have to allow black people to vote. Keep those black people from voting, keep them from learning their history and everything will be just great.
0: You know what I love, Brother Del? I love to hear people say, I'm not going to mention their name, Jay from Fluff, who said that uh, Trump got a lot of people out of jail, black people out of jail, but seemed to forget the Central
1: Park Five.
0: You know, how could you forget the Central Park Five? He don't care about you. He wants to get elected. He, 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 Why do these brothers think he cares about them?
3: Because he <laughs> because he's letting rappers out of jail, like Kodak Black, who should be in jail right now for weapons charges. Releasing the popular, but the worst worst acting amongst us as some sort of uh an olive branch <laughs> so to speak and i, I I'm, I'm not for anybody losing their life or you know jail and prison is a horrible thing you know but you do things like that and we got sheep who think oh he did that for kodak black he must be he's for the people you know yeah. he, he can't be he that really bad
0: Got the tr- blacks yes. for trump for trump and all that kind of mess talking about he got people out of jail Oh, he gave me checks during COVID. Do you have any idea that you're being taxed for that? Huh? <laughs> no, you don't. Because that's all you see are the dollar signs. You don't see behind what this man does. And it gets me it kind of gets me upset, brother Tell me what this. I'm going to turn off
2: my mic now. One thing, one thing, though, one thing though, I'm taking into consideration is that those laws, those get out of jail laws that he wrote, wasn't for them. They're the cover for the people that he wanted to get out of jail. Like Jared's pops, for one thing. That That's what those laws are, are, written, are written for. Um, another thing, when they talk about Kamala, Kamala sent people to jail. Like, okay, show me the proof. Where's your proof? Where's your proof that she sent people to jail? You know, you can't help. who If you're, if you're the attorney, you can't help who gets arrested. You can help how you prosecute once you, once they enter your courtroom. And they didn't send people to jail. If people were sent to jail, they weren't sent to jail because of a weed as their primary offense. And furthermore, and I'm I'm going to offend some of my Bernie people now, a lot of people who who support Bernie, who um, misrepresent the whole idea of of what that crime bill was in 1994 and how it was pretty much universally supported. Because I'll let you know, when people, when murder rates were astronomical in in 92 and 93, 89 and all that, black people were asking, where are the cops in my neighborhood? I bet if this happened over on that side of town, cops show up right away. Why is it taking cops two hours to show up in my neighborhood? If we don't have enough cops, why are there always cops? in georgetown in dc but no cops showing up in southeast some somebody get robbed in georgetown oh that cop would be there in two minutes somebody get shot in southeast it take that cop two hours to get there what's going on sure. so that's the context. yeah so that's the context under what people wanted those cops in their neighborhood people it's want cops in- yeah you you want you want your neighborhood to be safe just like anyone else you want your neighborhood to be safe. Still no one being, you know today. what? Mm-hmm. So we still having those issues today. Absolutely. We still we're
3: still having those issues today. We just moved out of DC. We're still tied to DC because we have a property there. And we have a neighborhood commissioner, um Ms. Nigro, who who's amazing at her job. And um yeah, man, these we have to beg and our, our neighborhood is that neighborhood is in downtown DC. It's near a lot of Gentrified. The, the, the whole block is gentrified, but the block right over, <laughs> you know how
2: it goes. <laughs> you know how. It, hey, it it's like it's like if you go down in um, U Street, people like people get all willy nilly and walk out those bars two o'clock in the morning in, in, in U Street in Washington D.C. Like nothing, like oblivious to the world, and they make a, a turn down one of those side corners, get knocked upside the head. Mm-hmm. you're still in dc man mm-hmm. you you're still in dc so they don't
3: they don't show they don't yeah the, the cops they they just show up after the fact right um you know there, there's a lot going on there's there's a lot going on and unrelated no oh, there's a kid i was driving in traffic the other day next to dunbar high school kid drop jumps out of this you know the car pulls a gun on another high school kid you know fortunately he didn't pull the trigger but he just wanted to scare somebody who he didn't like, you know. We've asked for the cops to be around that school more, just because that kid, those kids, are, kids are getting shot, man. Like that—that's not the only incident. Multiple kids have gotten shot, including one kid who was probably like twenty-five feet away from that home that I was living in. Yeah, these guys are nowhere to be found. But like you said, go over to Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be right there in the minute, you know, they're, they're, you know, so it's, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate that we're still dealing with these systemic issues today. We got to beg for the police and then when you say defund them yeah, because they, that, they ain't yeah. doing nothing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's an issue. So, oh, my bad, go ahead. You about to say something to die? Oh, no, you go right ahead.
6: Yeah, I was on the phone for a second, but, um, yeah, man, like, I, I, I totally agree with the police situation, but I, I you know, <laughs> police are, in my opinion, there as a last stop for solving crimes. Right? They 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 address the issue at hand or try to address the issue. They don't address deeper issues like unemployment or things like that. These are structural issues. And a a lot of the things, a lot of the reasons sometimes I feel like, especially in the neighborhoods that we were talking about are affected. We're either over-policed or under-policed. And if we're over-policed, we're talking about Patriot, Patriot Act issues and under police because maybe there may not be crimes going on that receive their attention, but it's not important enough to protect, right? So now, when we're talking about what you're talking about, Daru, you're talking about a voting blocks that can lead to certain types of change, being aware of certain chairmen, certain certain politicians that are in your local area that can possibly make these moves that can address some of these issues right because if you're in these rooms you can hear people talking about these issues but sometimes when you're over stressed and things like that you may not have time so this is one of the things that like that led to I think the 94 crime bills because a lot of the time like these were people that that were stressed in the beginning anyway, and they and, and weren't as um, aware of the political process. And if they were aware of the political process, the political process wasn't, weren't helping them out. And It's not like today where you were getting information all over the place, like now. You know what I'm saying? So I, one of the things, like you said, you talk about Trump. One of the things that Trump does is that he gives one solution a one-word answer solutions to all your problems that don't make sense, in my opinion. So the people will latch on to that.
2: Not, slogans. You slogans.
6: Yeah, yeah, the slogans. When you're talking about a long process like the infrastructure bill that was introduced by Biden, right? That that's something that you really had to parse through. He's you can't just really just say, now, nah, am I saying that, am I saying that it's it's all foolproof? No. But I feel like when you are a person that can pitch a slogan, and you are a person that's a great salesman, and you are a person that can effectively communicate your idea, good or bad, people will easily latch on to that. And that's the reason why he get will, you know, he he won the first situation. Now I feel like people I feel like parents, especially parents, don't want to put their children through that type of process. It splits families, and then people are like, you know, I may say one thing here, but you know what? I'm not doing that. And in campaign finance with the Republicans, it's a whole different situation. I don't know the specifics of what it is now, but I know it's it's not like it was before. He may raise something with with his Trump supporters, but in, in terms of Republican campaign finance, it may be different. So we'll see what it looks like, but I don't think I don't think it's going to be the same. Definitely not going to be the same. Then you got DeSantis coming on the, on board. He's going to split the vote. On it's a whole different thing.
2: I agree. I agree, and I'll give you an example of where um, a title or a slogan has worked against the Democrats because it's fed into misinformation. They. When people call it the Asian Crime Bill, no, the, the bill was named in honor of Asians being attacked. But that bill protects all people in a protected class, not specifically. It's not a bill written specifically for Asians. It's a bill that was named in honor of of those agent, uh, the Asian people who were murdered down in Georgia for being Asian. But it, but that bill, like as I said. It protects all people in the protected class. So it protects minorities, it protects uh, the LGBTQ community and, and the entire nine. And, but you know, that's just another indication of, of, of many people being influenced, of, of not looking into laws, but only being influenced um, by titles or by what other people pre- uh, present to them, as opposed to looking into things themselves. That word "research" is thrown around more now than it ever has been, but people do less research than they ever have.
3: Nah, that's a fact. And that's a fact. I mean,
6: I mean, you talk about the police. What do you, what do you think about the whole concept of the Patriot that Patriot Act, especially in New York, and how the police are empowered? to do what they need to do and, and surveillance and things like that, you know what I mean, in, in in neighborhoods, do you think it's beneficial or do you think it's to the detriment of communities, these things?
2: You know, it's funny because we talked about the Patriot Act on, on a previous episode of, of the conversation and we talked about how um, people actually went out there and said they were willing to give up their freedom, a little bit of their freedom in order to be safe and when you do that, you wind up giving up a little bit more than just a little bit of your freedom. Um, so there, you, you never, you, you never give up your freedom, especially someone, especially as a black person, you understand how important your freedom is because you live in a country where people are constantly trying to fight against it or, or uh, try, trying to limit your freedom. You never give up your freedom, any of your freedom, in order to be safe. Because you know that without your freedom, you aren't safe. You never want to be vulnerable to a ruling class. And, and that's exactly what people did because they lived in fear after 9-11. Now, I, I can remember after, after 9-11, Fox ran a um, they ran a story. And on, on the banner, it asks why were black people less patriotic than anyone else in this country. Because one thing we didn't believe, we didn't first we didn't the story was fishy to us before it was fishy to anyone else. In particular, when I'm I'm talking about the build up to going to Iraq. It was like that didn't make that doesn't make any sense. What they're saying doesn't make any sense. And a lot of people are like, well we're fighting for our freedom, so we need to go in and invade Iraq. And we just didn't understand why did we need to invade Iraq. Iraq didn't bomb the World Trade Center. But people was, were more, they were more concerned about being safe than, than having any type of um, uh, discernment at all. And a, a lot of what's going on today started from 9-11. And started with the Bush administration. We're, we're 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 bearing the bad fruit right now of, of what started during that time. But you know, as, as a black man, I don't I don't feel more safe when police have more power. I think a lot. I think a lot of our quite frankly i think a lot of our police force is uh, are undereducated and aren't properly screened we especially have we have second part yeah say that again i said especially that second part especially that especially that second part man. we have we have many people on this police force on these police forces throughout this country who psychologically have no business even owning a gun. Let alone being on a police force. Dealing with the general public. I I can't for the
3: life of me. I can't understand why we don't use our resources to properly screen these people. They did that for the National Guard ahead of January 6th. Um, Which confuses me because the the government knows something's coming but it was allowed to happen. But they screened people. They, they took people off of that detail. They weren't allowed to come and stand guard. Um, the government, my wife works for the government, you know, um, I've worked for the government before they, the, they have different levels of screenings that they do they have basic screening. They have top secret screenings. They have, they have the resources to look into somebody and to tell, okay, this person is a part of, you know, an extremist group, hate group, whatever you want to call it. Maybe, we shouldn't allow for them to serve in public office where, you know, they can affect people um, in, as, in as diverse of a nation as we have. But it just doesn't it doesn't seem like it's a it seems like a common sense thing to do, but it doesn't seem like it's something that they're interested in doing consistently. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out why that is. You know, why can't we standardize that? Uh, because you themselves.
2: keep a lot of, go ahead. You you keep a lot of white supremacists out. That's why, and we don't want to. I mean, it, it's been it's been found that law enforcement throughout the country and the military as well, they're infested with white supremacists.
3: Oh yeah, that FBI. Uh, there's an FBI report I think from 05 Yep. That openly, openly states that, and um. We've done nothing. We've done nothing to address that, at all, which is which you know in part causes me to not trust some of the things around the election in terms of uh, you know me thinking it's going to be a breeze for um, for Joe Biden. Even though you've clearly like laid out a lot of reasoning as to why, like for me, it, it's it's like wow, these people. A lot of these people aren't invested in um, in actually living out the virtues or. You know whatever it is that this country stands for. So I'm you know who,
2: you know who have you know who have concerns about um, law enforcement, particularly the Secret Service, as quiet as kept. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have concerns about their details, about who are Trump loyalists and who are neutral. They're not looking for people to be. Biden loyalists they're looking for people to be neutral they have they have serious concerns about who are on secret service details who are actually Trump loyalists because there, there are incidents that have taken place where, the, where those concerns arose but yeah man But like the, the very first conversation we had man we're talking about the fear of a, a change changing country. The, the fear of changing demographics, man. Fear of a, a majority minority country. And it's it's playing it's playing out that that fear is playing out right before our eyes. When we ask why why do people support Trump the way they support Trump? Because there's a fear. Of a majority minority country, they fear they fear that this country's turning out the way Washington D.C. is turning out. Washington D.C. is still majority black, but it's also majority minority. It's majority, yeah, it's majority non-black now. Yeah, just mostly blacks. But that that's the way that's the way this country's going as well. It's still be mostly whites, but it's not going to be majority white. And there's, a lot of, there's a lot of mediocre There's a lot of mediocre There are a lot of mediocre people out there Who've spent a, life, a lifetime Getting away with White privilege Who feel like that privilege is in danger Yeah some people get to fail Upward Absolutely
3: you know, Some people get to I mean you know 45
2: <laughs> Absolutely
3: <laughs>
6: Quiet as it's kept one of the of uh, the biggest fear uh, um, that somebody was talking about politically was, after the two year, uh, two term, session of Obama, they thought there was a conversation about what was it eight years sixteen to sixteen to twenty four year Democratic reign because of the setup of how. The process in the country was going in terms of votes and if y'all remember before that they the tea party was on the verge of you know coalescing but it was fractured at the same time but they easy they were easily they easily put out the fire right yeah. so after the two terms with Obama it was potentially set up for Clinton to take the baton and run and they the Demo, I mean sorry the uh, Republicans last minute not last minute but last minute endorsed um, Trump if y'all remember you know what I mean and that, that frantic this, that frantic type endorsement made them have to give the keys to the city to Trump because he held a lot more power than they thought he did. You see what I'm saying? And that is one of the reasons, if y'all, if y'all can remember, why the Republican Party is still beholden to Trump to this day because of the power and leverage that they handed to him because they couldn't find a proper candidate to go up against Clinton, except for Trump, if y'all well, remember.
2: Well, Trump, for all things you say about him, Trump is a phenomenon. So Trump Trump wiped out the Republican Party. I mean, that, that nomination was supposed to go to um, George Bush Jr., George well, I, Bush third. I mean, uh yeah, nah, Jeb remember. Bush. It was, it was supposed to go to Jeb Bush.
6: Yeah, but Jeb couldn't get the campaign financing mm-hmm. that Trump was getting. Only because he started off well. If y'all I, I don't know if you remember, he started off not well, but he started off decent. But then the campaign finance in the middle of the the thing, they switched a lot of the money to I'm talking about tidal wave to Trump. Because as as he was campaigning, they started to hear the rumblings of how people felt and the and the and they gave up majority of the party because of that. And that's Jed Bush, he I mean, of course, he wasn't a good debater anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? But after they started to hear about the money that he was raising by himself, oh, they said, nah, we're gonna do it.
2: Right. That that's that's what it is. This is not the money they gave him. He he raised first of all he had money.
5: Yeah, no, He was able to fly stuff stuff
2: around the country on his on his own. He this is this is the most brilliant part of his campaign. He flew from place to place. A lot of times he wouldn't even leave the hangar. He land at the airport, stand in front of his plane, give a speech, get out. Yep. So so he he raised money. I I don't they didn't give me he took it. He took the Republican Party. But when but when he ran against he didn't expect to win. Cause I'll never forget that night when he came on stage. Him and that, his entire family looked shook. They were like, oh shit, we won. He was he wasn't, he, and I think it actually came out. He wasn't ex- he wasn't expecting to win that night.
6: But okay, so I, I Melania know-
2: looked like she wanted to cry.
6: I don't know if that's kind of true. In a, maybe, because I do remember him being kind of surprised. But if you remember the run-up, because I was one of those people that thought Clinton had it in the bag, right? Mm-hmm. Because she was more polished. But I didn't... T- I, it took me a while to go look back at the money that he raised and then the money that they matched. They matched the money that he raised. You. Yeah. you I don't know if you remember that. So it's almost like... They doubled that it's almost like he got a double down of endorsements. And then after that, Jed Bush couldn't even raise a dollar. You know what I mean? He couldn't raise nothing.
2: Yeah, so, but by that time, he was he was toast anyway.
6: Yeah, he was toast. But usually the usually you still get a little bit of uh, money coming in. He wasn't getting nothing.
3: I also think I also think Hillary ran a lazy race yeah or a lazy, a lazy yeah. campaign i should say i, I didn't mm-hmm. i don't i don't remember her going I, around and addressing things with as much vigor as she I, probably should have
6: if you've seen the debates though if you've seen the debates honestly trump was dodging or deflecting everything that a, a that a, a regular opponent wouldn't be able to dodge if you remember like he would like he would accept some of the, the 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 name calling that he was calling that she was calling him, and then twist it and 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 create a character that fit the narrative that he was trying to reach. And that's how I think that's how I mean that's how he gained a lot of it. Remember, he's a magician. He was he's a TV magician, right? So all that stuff that campaigning and all that type of stuff where you gotta get prepped. He was already prepped for that years and years before he got on the on a podium. You know what I mean? So when he remember he when when he, he's up there laughing and, 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 and joking around, making jokes, making the making the panel laugh and all that type of thing. You know what I'm saying? And then he, he kind of turned it into a wrestling match. So so Clinton couldn't had no wins. And then you remember People felt there were certain Democrats within the party that felt a certain way about Clinton. Bernie, uh Democrats, and then I think there's um, you know, some other Democrats, but mostly Bernie Democrats that had felt a certain way. And they went over to Trump, if y'all remember.
2: Well, there well, there you go. When I say some I'll make some Bernie people mad, now nah, you just enter my wheelhouse. That's there <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there there you go uh, a lot of a lot of um campaign rhetoric uh Trump used such as stolen elections and such concerns about stolen elections came from bernie people you know bernie talking bernie talking about the election being stolen first of all you're not even a democrat and you were allowed to run in the democratic primary so how how can an election be stolen and he never had never had to show proof as to how he believed it was stolen. But you know, stolen elections. Uh, although he was blown out, vote wise, and and electoral college wise, in in the election primaries ran as they always were, he spread the notion that that uh, he was that he had elections stolen from him when that clearly wasn't the case. So he he contributed. They contributed to that. in the whole fiasco they presented at the Democratic um, Convention, booing people and sitting in the stands crying and, and protesting about stolen elections that didn't take place. That was all farther that was used.
6: Yeah, he had but, to tell them to calm down, didn't
2: he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You know, Trump had two things going for him. I, we started us off talking about the corporate media and how people do like to do these false equivalences, and so he was a, he was a, a a great beneficiary of of the corporate media because they were so bamboozled by him. They didn't know how to attack him, and I shouldn't say attack him because that's not their job. They didn't know how to approach him. He was revolutionary in the fact that. He lied with such impunity. They couldn't keep up. They couldn't fact check him on the spot. Or they couldn't fact check his advocates on the spot. So it would upon a lie upon lie. Upon, upon lie. And, and there was no one there to check it. Said the same thing. He gave the same canned speech, which is what a lot of politicians do. But in that aspect, he ran a brilliant campaign that I, I can never take away from him. he took advantage he took advantage of norms and and to this day he has norms uh reevaluating how he has the news media reevaluating how they do things because you can't do things the way you used to because donald trump was able to to exploit those things in in, in a brilliant manner. he's a great liar <laughs> that yeah, that you have to give he's, he's a great liar He's
3: great at redirecting he stands on great his at redirecting absolutely he doesn't allow you to corner him into something that he doesn't want to talk about or clearly isn't learned on he has his points um and he's going to lean on that he's gonna fall back on that and and I didn't understand him at first but then I realized like oh wow this this is actually a fairly simple um <laughs> this is a fairly simple tactic it's just that he's he's relentless with it you know I,
2: very very interesting character, I would say. <laughs> he puts you on defense for questioning him. And then when you should be on deep when you should be on offense, he puts you on defense
6: and then he he manufactured to create an archetype where people can easily fit into the mold. two archetypes, the Trump supporters. and then, he, I don't know how he did it. He tapped into the QAnon supporters. Yep. Those he, two... created, he, he created them. Yeah. Well, well. Not only did he create them, but they, they, and, and this is the funny part. They sometimes they don't even align the QAnon supporters and the Trumps. But with this situation, he happened to reach down and just pull out a whole cult like following. Yeah. Which I don't know if this is the other I don't know if the Republicans will ever ever transition well, they will transition eventually, but I don't know how soon they'll transition from this from 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 trumpism
2: right but um, you know going, going back to what I said earlier, a lot of things go back to the bush the W. Bush administration. What did Bush say? after 9-11, people would decide whether or not they were going to support things such as um, the Patriot Act or invading Iraq. You're either with us or against us. And that's the same, that's, that, that's, that's, what, that's the most operandi Trump goes under. You're either with me or you're against us. In, th- in this case, you're either for America or you're against America. You're, you're for white America or against white America and that's what he that's what he operate that's that's what he's created and that's the and that's what's operating the political process of this country today and fellas, folks, I'm it's been great but you know it's Saturday afternoon been up here for a little bit yeah man hey before I go anyone has any um last remarks last name they say would like to make Man,
6: I'm. I just appreciate the room. I'm probably gonna finish up, go to the gym, watch, go watch this, or listen to this next game, watch this some couple of football games, and that's it, man.
2: Okay, I really appreciate you, man. You brought a lot to the table today. I uh, appreciate you, bro.
0: Sure did, and <laughs> this has been. I like toasting today. I did not cry.
2: But well, hold on, don't, don't don't let me forget to shout out Ray and Brutus either. That's Thanks.
0: right. Go ahead. I did not cry. I think I stepped in for Sister, uh, for Queen today. And even though I'm in a box now, uh, I can't help it. I'm not changing my mind about Colin Kaepernick. And um, Brother Rule, this is your place to end it.
2: Hey, it's been a great conversation today. Uh, I don't think the conversation is over for me in relation to the Queen, because I think we'll be talking about Colin Kaepernick a little more throughout the weekend. So, but other than that, I really appreciate um, everyone taking uh, this Saturday morning slash afternoon out um, to be here with us. So, till next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Have a good remainder of the weekend. Have a good week. We'll be seeing you then.